Welcome to the Space Witch Podcast. This is the place where the tangible and practical meets the magical and mystical. If you're ready to clear out the crap, heal old wounds and patterns, and cultivate more awareness of who you are so that you can live a life that's filled with pure joy, peace, and happiness, then this is the podcast for you. My name is Whitney Levesque, and I'm the host of this show. I have many different titles, but to keep it simple, I'm an astrologer and Akashic Records reader and spiritual life coach. My goal is to help people shift their consciousness in order to gain new insights and create the life that they truly desire. Thank you so much for being here. Let's dive into this week's episode. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, back again with another episode. I am so glad that you guys are here with me this week and every week, and I am so excited to do this week's podcast episode because this episode is all about self-love, and I'm going to talk about a few ways on how you can cultivate it, embody it, what it is, and on top of that, this goes along with a thing that I'm going Going to be putting up on my website very soon and probably by the time this episode is out it will be up on my website. I made these little self-love ritual kits. They come with a pink candle and some pink salt that you can throw in the bath with some rose petals and a pink rose quartz and and on top of that they come with these instructions for how to use the kit and how you can cultivate more self-love. And the instructions are actually this podcast because I've been wanting to talk a lot about this anyways, and I figured it kind of just goes hand in hand together. So if you buy the kit, you'll be directed to this episode. If you found the episode first, then maybe you'll want to consider getting the kit and having your own little self-love ritual. But whatever you want to do is fine by me. I just figured this would be the easiest way to do it, mostly because the packaging that I bought to make these kits ended up being a bit smaller than I had anticipated. So I couldn't fit like any like paper or anything with like instructions on it. So I kind of was like, okay, I'll just make this a podcast. The way this week's podcast episode is going to go is I'm going to explain a little bit about what self-love is. I'm going to talk about three ways that you can start to practice or embody self-love. To me, these are the three big ones. And then after that, I'm going to talk a little bit about how you can use this ritual kit that I created. Without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Let's talk about what self-love is. I feel like this is one of those things, and I even did this for a long time, where we hear about self-love and a lot of us are like, like, of course I love myself. Like, I love myself so much. And we just kind of blow it off as like not a big deal or not an important thing. And I know I personally did this for a very long time. (laughs) where I just kind of didn't really research self-love because I didn't feel like I needed it or that it was something I needed to learn about because I just thought that I already loved myself. And I guess what I mean is, is like, yes, I sort of loved myself, but it wasn't, I almost want to say like it wasn't, not real, but like it's not the way that self-love actually sort of works when you start to learn about it, if that makes sense. I think a lot of us have like this very almost like superficial idea of what self-love is and what I've learned recently is that self-love is actually much more in-depth than that and there's a lot more parts and components to it than other than just being like, yeah, of course I love myself and then just, you know, going and buying yourself a box of chocolates or whatever. Not to say that that's not an act of self-love, but there there's just like a lot more that goes into it than that. 
Basically, the way I define self-love and how I've come to understand self-love is that self-love is really just making yourself your number one priority. It's knowing that you come first before anyone or anything else. And I know for a lot of people, that's a really hard thing to understand and sort of get by on. And yeah, it's like... How do I put it? It's it's hard, right? Because we're like, you know, we have all these other priorities and responsibilities and people that we need to take care of and look after. But really, when you love yourself and nourish yourself, you're really doing everybody else a favor because, you know, it's like that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're not giving to yourself the things that you need first, it's just much harder to take care of others. Another analogy people like to use is that idea of when you're on the airplane and there's an emergency and there's those air masks. Like they always say, like, you need to put your air mask on first before you can help anyone else. And it's the same principle with self-love and really just nourishing yourself and filling up your own cup. And that's basically what self-love is. And again, I know this can be such a hard thing to do for so many reasons between dealing with people-pleasing tendencies and not wanting people to be mad at you and not wanting to upset anyone and not wanting this and that and the other thing to happen. And I really do think that self-love is just a learning curve and it's one of those things where it's the more you practice it, the easier it gets, the more that things sort of just roll off your shoulders. At the time of this recording, tomorrow is going to be my last day of doing Reiki on myself for 21 days. And during my Reiki healing that I did on myself, I learned a lot about shame and also a little bit about self-love too because I started going, I started working on this workbook called... The Self-Love Workbook for Women by Megan Logan, MSW-LCSW. I'll be honest with you, I don't know what all those letters at the end of her name means. I'm assuming it means she's some sort of therapist or doctor or counselor or something. That's a really great workbook. You can get it, either the physical version or a digital copy on Kindle, and you can buy it on Amazon. And either one is totally fine. I've been using it on my Kindle, and what I found is I can create notes in my Kindle to answer the questions. So it's been a really great workbook. It's been really insightful, and I definitely recommend it if you're looking to cultivate more self-love. Anyway, it was the combination of working with this book and doing my Reiki and just learning a lot about shame and learning a lot, which I didn't learn shame from the book, but what I did learn from the book was how to talk to myself in a much nicer way, which is something I'm going to talk a little bit more about in a few moments here. But yeah, it was like having the awareness from Reiki that I was carrying a lot of shame and then using the book to realize like all the ways that I sort of shit talk myself and it's so interesting because now I'm in this rhythm where something will happen and I will acknowledge my feelings about it. I will, you know, say to myself like, okay, I'm feeling this and that's okay. And I will validate myself and say, of course you feel that way, which is something I learned from reading How to Heal Yourself Through the Akashic Records by Linda Howe, where she talks about loving yourself and validating your feelings by saying, of course you feel that way, of course. And that's just a really great way to sort of remind yourself that like you are your own best friend and that you're on your your own team and in your corner. So having this awareness of shame, having this awareness of the shit talk, it's just it's made it so that I'm going through my day to day life. It's like I pause for a moment and I'm just like, OK, this situation is making me feel this way and maybe it's shameful or maybe it's a different emotion. And I will just acknowledge that and be like, yes, of course, I feel this way. Of course, I'm feeling that in this moment. And then just also realizing like, okay, I'm feeling this, but I am not that. And just finding kinder things to say to myself like, okay, maybe I'm feeling this way, but 
Let's look at like what's actually true here and what's not true. And because I'm able to do that work, it's like, yes, I may feel the bad feelings still. And I mean like quote unquote bad feelings because there's really no emotion is good or bad. Everything just sort of is. And so I guess what I really mean is anytime I'm feeling uncomfortable emotions, I just sort of acknowledge it. I let myself feel it. I validate my feelings. I talk to myself a little bit differently and then I move on and I go about my day and I'm not sitting around like obsessing over it or just analyzing it or feeling bad about it or whatever it is. So um, that's kind of some of the benefits I've learned um, from self-love. And obviously, I, I personally have so much more work to do. But um, I think this is a really great starting point. I'm going to go over my top three tips for really starting to practice and embody self-love. The first tip I have here is to forgive yourself. And oh boy, I know this can be really hard for some people, but this is a is something that I really sort of dove into at the beginning of my self-love journey. And I actually used this when I was trying to meditate every day. When I first got into meditation, I forget what I Googled. I Googled something and read something about how when people who love themselves are doing something and they like miss a day of that thing, whether that's meditation or doing some sort of chore or task or whatever it is, maybe it's working out for you. I read some article that said people who love themselves, they forgive themselves and they say, okay, I didn't do this today and that's okay, but tomorrow I'm going to try again. Not like I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try and make my best effort to do this again tomorrow. And for some reason, that just really struck a chord with me. And when I kind of made this decision that I'm going to love myself, I realized that I'm going to try my best every single day to meditate for 10 minutes because that is my self-care. And if I miss a day for whatever reason, I'm going to forgive myself, tell myself that it's okay, I'm going to show myself compassion, and then I'm going to try again the next day. And for me, that was a huge, huge game changer. Now, that's just my easy sort of small example. If any of you are listening and you're like, well, I can't forgive myself because I did this really horrible thing and how the hell could I ever forgive myself and, you know, whatever it is, um, for bigger things like that, what I've learned, and I actually learned this from listening to another podcast called called The Self-Love Fix. I think I've mentioned it on here before with this girl named Beatrice. I think her name is Beatrice Kamal is her full name. I'll have to double check that. But she has a really good podcast all about self-love that I highly recommend. And on her podcast, she talks a lot about forgiveness and self-forgiveness. And what I've learned is that basically when you are trying to forgive yourself, for something, you need to acknowledge that when you did that horrible thing, whatever it was, you were only doing the best you could with the knowledge you had at that time. Because at any given moment, we're all just doing the best we can, even though you could look at it and say, well, I could have done better or I should have done better. And that's just the whole woulda, coulda, shoulda nonsense, right? And even though, yes, like we always have potential to be more and do better, we're st- that still goes back to my point that no matter what, like in any point, we're just doing the best we can with the knowledge and resources that we have in that time. And sometimes we're not always well equipped to handle things. Even if you could say like, okay, well, I knew what I did was wrong in the moment. It's still, my point still goes back to, yeah, maybe you knew it was wrong in the moment, but something else going on there, maybe emotionally or subconsciously or whatever it was, And again, you still only had the resources and the knowledge and whatever it was that you were trying to do in that moment. 
And logically, at the time, you maybe thought that that was the best thing that you could do. There's a million reasons as to why you could have done it. But Beatrice Kamal on that podcast, she always quotes Maya Angelou, who says, when you know better, you do better. And I've listened to so many episodes of her podcast, and I've heard her say that quote so many times, it just sticks in my head. And I think that's just a really great way to look at forgiveness and self-forgiveness is just by reminding yourself that when you know better, you do better. And so if you can look back on that situation when you did that really horrible thing and you know it was wrong and you know that it was bad and maybe now you look back on it and you, you see that there are other and better, more productive ways to handle that situation or do that thing or whatever it was, you learned in that moment. You learned something you've grown from that experience. And so what you have to do is look back and say, okay, that wasn't a great situation, but I learned from it. And now moving forward, I'm going to do better. I'm going to make the conscious effort and decision, make it a decision. Tell yourself, like say it out loud right now, pause this episode and just say to yourself three times, I am going to do better in the future. And when you say it out loud and you make that decision, you are automatically telling your subconscious and getting the rest of your mind, body, and spirit on board to make that decision in the future. So now it's almost impossible for you to not. And if you're still really worried, then I encourage you to work on building self-trust with yourself, which is another part of self-love. It's not one of my big tips here, but I will just kind of throw this in that if you need to build trust with yourself, then I really recommend... um, what Nicole LaPera, who is also known as the holistic psychologist, tells people to do, which is to make one very small promise to yourself and try to keep that promise every single day. And that can be something as simple as just brushing your teeth every day or eating a meal or going for a walk or just something that's like really, really easy. Like make it stupid easy for yourself. That's like another thing I actually learned from Catherine Zinkina and her podcast. And it's really interesting how many things I've learned from so many different podcasts that I've listened to. But yeah, just make it stupid easy for yourself. And when you make it easy, like, because that's the thing, it doesn't have to be hard. If you make things easy for yourself, then it's just easy. If you're worried that you won't do better in the future, then I really encourage you to just focus on building that self-trust. And you absolutely can do it because I just know that as a human being, you are so, so capable of doing these things because we all are. There's nobody who's more or less capable. Anyone can do this stuff. And I trust you and I believe in you. So if you needed to hear that today, there it is. That's my first tip, which is really cultivate self-forgiveness. And I really think that that's a great first step because you're kind of clearing out and releasing all this stuck and stagnant energy that may just be energetically blocking you from embodying self-love in the first place and also just anything else in your life. Because anytime you let go of something or practice self-love, you're raising your vibration. And when you raise your vibration and when you heal yourself, that's when you become a very, very powerful manifester and you can start attracting all the things and desires that you want in your life. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent, but that's my first tip, which is practice self-forgiveness. My second tip for cultivating and embodying self-love is to set boundaries and also learn to accept and respect other people's boundaries if you're someone who has an issue with that. This could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. I might, I keep meaning to make an episode about it and I probably will sometime in the future when I feel a little more secure in it and like I've kind of got it down because this is still a little bit new for even myself. 
and I'm still learning about it. I'm still, I have a few books that I want to read about this and I'm sure I'll be sharing those books with you once I read them. But the second tip I really recommend is just setting boundaries. And there's this really great YouTuber that I found a little while back named Terry Cole and she talks a lot about boundaries and she actually has a book called Boundary Boss, I think. It's a, one of those books in my Kindle that I haven't read yet, but I want to read it. And I'm probably going to in the future. And she talks a lot about boundaries and how boundaries are really just a very good way to communicate to other people and just to know ourselves that just like what things do we like and what do we not like and how do we want to be treated? And it's really just a great way to get to know other people and to for us to know ourselves. When you set boundaries, you're really just telling people, hey, I like this or no, I don't like this. And it can be really, really hard. And I think if you aren't sure what boundaries you should set, you need to be very clear on your values and what's important to you. So what I would recommend doing is making a list of the things that you value and what's important to you in your life and then try to create your boundaries around that. So if you really value time with your family, maybe you're not going to work weekends anymore or maybe you're not going to stay late at work because you want to go home and have dinner with your family, right? So that's one example. The other thing I wanted to cover is if you're someone who feels like they have a hard time setting boundaries, I really would ask you to just take a moment and to take some inventory for a second and just ask yourself how you feel when other people set boundaries with you. So if someone sets a boundary with you and they say, hey, could you please not do this? Or hey, could you come over at this time instead of that time? Or whatever the boundary is. Or I I don't really like to eat this type of food. I don't know. Whatever it could be because boundaries come in so many different shapes and forms. But typically it's something along those lines of like, hey, I would appreciate it if you didn't do this thing anymore. Or could you maybe do this instead or not do this? Usually things kind of run that, but they can, they can be other things too. I've heard people say, I think it was like Teal Swan who said that a boundary could just be saying that, you know, I like chocolate ice cream. You're putting it out there that this is what I like. Be mindful of that and try to work with me here. I just, anyways, the point of what I'm trying to say here is I would just really ask you to take a moment and take inventory and just ask yourself, like, how do you feel and how do you respond when somebody else sets a boundary with you? Do you respect those boundaries? Do you honor their their wishes? Do you get angry about it and say, well, why would you why would you do that to me? It's me. Of course, like I should be allowed to do this. Or do your feelings get hurt? Do you feel shame? Do you feel like hurt on some level? And just really take inventory of that because what I've learned is that when you feel that way when someone sets a boundary or even I think receive criticism, that can be that can be caused by a thing called, I think it was either called rejection sensitive dys- dysphoria or rejection trauma, which I don't know a whole lot about. I think it's a pretty new thing. Maybe it's not, but it's new to me. I haven't really been able to find much on it. But what I honestly think it stems from personally, from what I've read, and obviously I'm not you know, a psychologist or anything like that, but just my own personal guess based on the stuff I've read about it is that I, I really think those things stem from growing up in families where there are a lack of boundaries and it's not normal to either respect people's boundaries or set boundaries yourself or things like that. And then what I find is like then when people set boundaries with us, our feelings tend to get hurt or we feel shame, or whatever the feeling is. And it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay to take a moment to acknowledge those feelings and to validate them within yourself because you're entitled to your feelings. Obviously, it's the way we act afterwards that 
matters. So because you're still respecting people's boundaries and not letting those emotions drive your actions, I think that's fine. But I would really just, you know, take a moment to think like, you know, were there very strong boundaries in my household? Was that something that I learned growing up? And what I've learned is sometimes when you don't grow up with boundaries in place or people who are good with setting boundaries, as adults, as we get older, it can be harder for us to respect other people's boundaries and to and to set boundaries also. So I would just say that if you are struggling with that, there's a few different ways you can look at it. First of all, you can reframe the situation and look at it as, oh, like this person is just, they're just setting a boundary with me. It's not personal, right? Because it's really not. It's just, hey, I don't like to be treated this way or I don't like to have this thing or whatever it is. And then another way that a lot of different therapists and psychologists have said to reframe it is by saying, oh, I'm learning something new about this person. And so when you look at other people setting a boundary with you as, oh, I'm learning something new about this person, it really changes things because it's not about you and you don't have to take it personal. It's more about, okay, well, this is just what this person likes and this is what they don't like. And I like this person, so I'm going to try to do things in a way that makes them feel happy and safe and comfortable. So that's my advice for that. And I think that if you're someone who struggles with that, that if you don't feel like you're quite ready to set boundaries yet, I would practice almost just accepting other people's boundaries first and like just paying attention to that and doing the work on that and like understanding your feelings and accepting those boundaries. I think that's a great place to start before you before you start to set your own boundaries. And obviously, I do think like you can set your own boundaries at any time. You don't really need to. But I think it's one of those things where it starts with you, right? If we're trying to set boundaries and we find that people aren't always respecting our boundaries, I think it's just a good practice to work on trying to respect other people's boundaries yourself and then just kind of go from there. Hopefully that makes sense, but that's something that I've learned and something that I've been sort of working on. So that's tip number two, which is about setting boundaries and also learning to accept and respect other people's boundaries. The third step that I would recommend for practicing self-love and self-care is to stop shit-talking yourself. This is something that I feel like does not get talked about enough. Obviously, if you're looking for it, if you're looking to cultivate self-love, you'll find quite a bit of this. But if you're someone like me who used to be like, oh, I don't need self-love. Of course, I love myself. This part in particular is just a huge game changer because when we think about cultivating self-love, I don't feel like we often think about the way that we talk to ourselves. And this was something I learned a lot about working through that workbook, the self-love workbook for women that I recommended earlier in the podcast. And I'll try to link it in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out because it's a really good book. I, I just don't think that we're always aware of how often and how constant we are constantly just being so incredibly mean to ourselves, like just with our thoughts alone. For example, I know for me, if I, I have like this weird thing, I don't know, and maybe it's not that weird, but and I'm sure there's other people out there in the world who experience it, but it's interesting because I know a lot of people struggle with social anxiety and they tend to get social anxiety more like when they're around people. For me, I get social anxiety, but it's more delayed. Like I like being around people and I look forward to like going and hanging out with people. But what I find is that after I go hang out with people, that's when the anxiety sets in because then I start thinking about like everything I did do or didn't do or everything I said or didn't say and I'll like analyze the hell out of it <laughs> like I'll just get these like weird thoughts like oh my god this person probably thinks I'm a weirdo or like this person thinks I'm crazy or whatever or like why would I do that it probably seemed rude I don't know just any of these things and what I found is by writing down your thoughts about something and writing down like what you think this person thinks of you or the whatever it is that you're saying to yourself 
And then also write down what you actually think or whatever thoughts you're having or what you think that other people are thinking of you or whatever it is. And then write it out underneath that or next to it or whatever. Just write out the same thing, but say it as if you were talking to a friend. Imagine if your friend had just gone through whatever it is that you went through. So for me, it's like that delayed social anxiety of like, oh my God, like what do these people think of me? Just imagine if your friend was dealing with that situation and your friend was telling you like, oh my God, they probably think I'm weird. They probably think this and that and the other thing. And then just writing down like, how how would you respond to a friend like that? And what I realized when I did this was, one, I'm completely exaggerating things in my head. Like, I said one mundane thing, like, why would they think I'm weird for saying that? And then, you know, I realized, like, okay, well, here's what they're probably actually thinking, which is probably like, oh, like, this person's just really excited about this thing that she's talking about, or she's just having a rough day, or whatever it is. And so I find that by doing that, it really helps to sort of ground the energy and just really helps you to understand that sometimes in our head, we sort of distort things a little bit or exaggerate things. And I find that just by taking that and rewriting it is really, really, really beneficial. And it's interesting, too, because the other thing that I've learned through doing this practice is that another common thing with self-love that people don't often talk about is really validating your own emotions and talking about like knowing that your emotions are valid no matter what because you're you're entitled to your feelings you know like we we grow up sometimes with these people who say oh stop being so sensitive or you're being a baby or or you know this that and the other thing and that can be really invalidating and it can dismiss your feelings and when it comes down to it even if like maybe you are overreacting about something the fact that in the moment like you're still upset you're still having these feelings And so part of self-love is just being in your own corner and reminding yourself, of course I feel this way. It's like that what Linda Howe talks about in her book on how to heal through the Akashic Records is part of the self-love is just when you have a strong feeling instead of shit talking yourself and be like, oh, suck it up or stop being a baby or you're so emotional. Because the thing is, is when other people tell you those things, you start to tell yourself those things. So when you have the difficult emotions, you say, oh, I'm just being stupid or whatever. And so Linda Howe suggests just saying, of course you feel that way. Of course. Like, why wouldn't you feel that way? And it really helps to validate yourself and to just know that you're feeling these feelings in the moment. I like to do this sometimes while kind of like giving myself like a little hug and just like patting myself down, like rubbing my arms and like it feels like a hug. And so sometimes I'll just do this by myself and either in my head or out loud be like, of course, like, of course I feel this way. And it sounds really strange, I guess. It's really helpful. It does make you feel a lot of love and compassion from yourself. Kristen Neff, who wrote a book on self-compassion, talks about like hugging yourself. And I really think it is like a very beneficial thing to do because even though it feels or seems kind of weird, it also does feel like you're getting a hug and it's releasing those feel-good hormones. And something that I really recommend people do is to just validate yourself and say, of course you do. And so it's interesting because now that I have this knowledge, I find that when I go into certain situations or something happens where I'm feeling like a lot of shame or I'm embarrassed or anxious or this, that, and the other thing, I find that like there's two parts of it now. So The first thing I'll do is like I'll observe my initial reaction and then I'll try to reframe it in a way that's very loving and kind and being like, you know what? Like, it's okay. Like, everybody makes mistakes. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you're fine. But then I'll also acknowledge the fact that like, okay, but wait, I'm still feeling a lot of shame or embarrassment around this thing or anxiety or sadness or whatever the feeling is. 
And I will just also separately acknowledge, okay, but I feel this way and that's okay. Like it's okay for me to feel embarrassed about making a mistake because everybody makes mistakes, but it's also okay to feel embarrassed about it. And so I will just say like, it's okay. Like this is how you're feeling. Of course you feel that way. Anybody else would feel that way. It's fine. And I just find that I bounce back so much quicker from either embarrassing situations or tricky situations or things that are like sometimes stressing me out or making me sad or whatever it is. And I just find by like taking that two-step action, one, reframing the thoughts and being like, okay, like here's a more practical and loving and kind way to say this to myself. And then also be like, you know what? Of course you you have those feelings. Of course you feel that way. And like, it's it's okay. And when I do that, I just find that I just, I move on so much more quickly. Whereas I felt like before I started doing this, I would ruminate and I would stew on these things and I would obsess and just keep thinking about them. And I'd be like up at night thinking about this one very small interaction that I had with someone and then thinking about how, what do they think of me? Or they probably think this about me and just all this stuff. And so I find that by just acknowledging it in the moment and doing that quick thought work, it's just so much easier to bounce back and then you feel good about it too. That's the third thing that I recommend for practicing more self-love. So really quickly, the first one is forgive yourself and know that when you know better, you do better. The second thing is set boundaries and learn to accept and respect other people's boundaries. And the third thing is to stop shit-talking yourself. Those are my three top tips for practicing self-love. I think those are the three big ones that anybody can do that are really simple to do. Obviously, I don't think it happens overnight. It's going to take work and mindfulness and awareness. So it can be a little bit challenging in that way, but like you don't need any special ingredients or anything fancy to practice self-love, even though people talk about yoga and bubble baths, which are all great things to do. But I just think that practicing self-love and self-compassion is so much more complex than that. Hopefully, all of that sort of made sense. I feel like I rambled a little bit. Those are my three top tips. The next thing I want to go over before I end this podcast is how to use my self-love ritual kit. Yes, I recently created these self-love ritual kits that you can find on my Etsy shop. I also just added some smokeless like smudge sprays that you can use if you're someone who wants to cleanse your space and you don't want to burn sage or use smoke or anything or if you can't use smoke these cleansing smudge sprays are amazing they're charged with reiki and lots of love and they have palo santo and clary sage in them and they are really really wonderful my self-love kits are also charged with reiki for an added loving boost so when you use them you'll just feel extra good and basically what these kits are they come with one pink chime candle which are like the little little candles and one small chime candle holder so you'll you'll have a holder for it and then I also threw in some pink salt with dried rose petals which you can use to like throw in a bath and have a nice little self-love bath and the last thing I added in there is a piece of rose quartz which you can charge with the intent of cultivating more self-love throughout the day and you can carry it with you either in like um they make little like like necklaces to like put crystals in so you could put it in one of those or you can just put it in your pocket or your purse or anything that you carry on you some people like to put crystals in their bra so if you want to do that you could do that too and so you can just charge it with ask the crystal to you cultivate more self-love as you go throughout your day and so if you carry it with you it, it'll help you with that or you can meditate with it there's a lot of different things you can do with it so it comes with that it comes with a rose quartz and And there's a lot of different ways you can use this kit. One of the ways I would suggest is to 
dry yourself a bath if you're someone who likes to take baths. You don't have to, but I think it's, you know, a nice thing to do. And as you're filling the bath, just try to visualize like a loving pink light filling the tub and like cleansing the water. And just imagine that this bath is filled with lots of love, like specifically love towards yourself. And just imagine that this bath is filled with all all of this infinite amount of self-love and ask the water to cleanse and infuse you. So what I mean is like ask it to cleanse you of any self-hatred or negative energy or anything that may be holding you back from loving yourself and then ask it to just fill you with more of that love for yourself and to just really help you bring your energy back to you. And so while that's going, you can like throw in the pink salt, which the pink salt is also not only is it going to help with self-love, but it's also going to help cleanse your energy because salt is very cleansing. So it'll give you a nice aura cleanse. And then while that's filling up, you can light your pink chime candle and just set an intention behind it, right? You can do whatever you want. Like you can visualize feeling more love for yourself. You can just get into those feelings of what it would be like to call your energy back and to really just focus on you. But what I recommend is you light the candle and as you light that candle, you want to dedicate that candle to yourself. And out loud, you could say something like, I call all my energy back to myself. I am my first priority and I commit to honoring and loving myself. And you could write your own words. Like if you have something else that you would like to say while you're lighting this candle, you could totally come up with your own thing. But I think it's what I would suggest is if you're going to do that, like try to incorporate something about recommitting to yourself or calling your energy back and directing the attention back to you and focusing on yourself. So that's one thing you can do. And another thing you can do, going back to the bath too, if you're someone who has a hard time with visualization, another thing you can do is just speak words of affirmation. <laughs> just speak affirmations over your bath. So you could put your hand in the water and spin your finger clockwise and just say something like, I love myself. I set good boundaries. I return all my energy back to myself. I make myself my first priority. I'm choosing to love myself so that I can give to others. Whatever whatever positive words feel good to you. And even just by speaking those words over and into your bath, that's going to help sort of raise the vibration and change the energy of the bath. Another thing that I suggest too is while you're doing this, put on some good music that makes you feel loved and like something that just makes you feel good about yourself. Like if there's any music you like to listen to that makes you feel really confident or just really gets you into those feelings of like self-love and like fuck yeah, like I'm amazing. Put that on. Put on that playlist while you're taking this bath because it's going to help you to like really just anchor in that energy. And I actually created a self-love playlist specifically for these kits. So that's going to be linked in the show notes if any of you want to check that out. And you can use my playlist. You can make your own playlist. It doesn't matter. This is about you. It's your ritual. So do whatever you want to make it your own. You can pull an oracle card beforehand. There's a deck that I started using that I I really, really love. It's called the Believe in Your Own Magic Oracle Deck by Amanda Lovelace and, oh gosh, I hope I'm not butchering this name, Janina Medeiros. I apologize if I said that wrong because I literally just quickly Googled it. And anyways, that's a really great self-love kit, especially for women. Obviously, if there's any men that are interested in it, you can use it too. But it's a really great, really empowering Oracle deck and I really love it for self-love. So you could pull one of these cards while you're doing your little self-love ritual or before or after and use that because it's it's just super empowering and every time I pull a card from this deck 
I'm like, fuck yeah, like I am amazing and I do deserve good things and I I do deserve this and whatever. And it just makes you feel really good and it's really cute and it has great imagery and it's very inclusive. It has like all different types of women in it of all shapes and sizes and it's just very relatable, I think, to a lot of people and very, just very, very well done and I'm obsessed with it. That's one thing you can do. And yeah, I like I said, just put on that music, really do anything that's going to make you feel good about yourself. You could even like... If you're like, I'm going to like order takeout from my favorite restaurant and, you know, get myself like a nice drink from like, I don't know, Starbucks or a local coffee shop or make yourself like a nice cup of tea, like whatever it is that makes you feel good and makes you feel like you're giving love to yourself, you can incorporate that into this ritual. That's totally fine. It's your ritual. So you can do whatever you want. You could even like do the ritual. And then if you have like a bath tray, like I I have one of those bath trays I bought on Amazon and if you also have a tablet, you could also like set that up and like put on your favorite show on Netflix after or whatever. Put on YouTube, whatever you like to do. You can make it like that. If you do do that, though, I recommend getting a bath tray that has like a little folding like, I don't know what you call it, like a thing on the back so your tablet doesn't fall over. That's what I have. So I don't worry as much about it potentially falling into the bath. That's basically all I would recommend. Hopefully that description was good enough if you're someone who really likes to have concrete, this is what I should do. And also if you're someone who's like kind of like to DIY things and make it my own. I try to kind of do a balance of that because I know for me when I do stuff like this, I like to have specifics, but I know some people like to have more wiggle room and everybody's different. But I really hope this episode gave you something to think about and gave you some good ideas on how to use my ritual kits. Like I said, they're on my Etsy shop. You can go check them out. I'll be adding all kinds of new things very soon, hopefully. I think cleansing kits are going to be next on my next on my list. Oh, and one other thing I want to add is, and this is related but completely unrelated, if you're someone who is like trying to work on self-love and maybe you're struggling to get basic things done, like doing laundry, doing the dishes, washing your face, taking showers, whatever it is, something that I started doing to combat this myself is just to remind myself I deserve whatever the outcome is going to be. So if it's like laundry that I'm struggling with, I'll tell myself I deserve to have clean clothes. If it's my face, I deserve to have clean and healthy skin. I deserve to relax today. I deserve to have clean dishes. I deserve to have nice hair. Whatever it is, just remind yourself that you deserve good things and that you deserve whatever the thing is. And I find that the more I tell myself this stuff, the more I do these things and then the more it becomes habit and then I don't really have to think as much about doing it. I just do it because now it's a habit. And it's the same thing too with like working on the shit talk and talking better to yourself. The more you do it, the more it just becomes a habit and the more you can kind of bounce back from things and know that it's all good. And that is everything I wanted to tell you guys about self-love. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it was helpful. If you enjoyed it and you have a friend who's looking to cultivate more self-love, send this episode to a friend. You can screenshot it on Instagram and send it to me on there. I love to see what you guys post and I love to see that you guys are sharing things on there or even just messaging me. I love hearing from you guys. So with all that being said, I hope you all have an amazing week and I will catch you next time on the Space Witch Podcast. If you loved this episode of the Space Witch Podcast, please be sure to leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. It means the absolute world to me, plus it helps more people to be able to find this show. If you'd like to add a little more magic to your social media feed, be sure to go follow me over on Instagram at TheWhitneyCatherine. There you can find all kinds of tips and tricks on anything ranging from self-love to manifestation to astrology. Any of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast, there's just a whole lot more of it on my Instagram 
Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I love you guys. Don't forget you are so much more than your sun sign and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.